here. Welcome back to another episode of Honey, Honey I'm, I'm Home. This, <laughs> this week we explore property management and what that even is, what does it mean, what do you do, and what type of opportunity there is. Um, I personally learned a lot about it. Yeah, and our guest is, um, you know, a near and dear personal person to us, personal person, <laughs> but she's my sorority big sister. And she's Caroline's little sister, so... Which is extra funny, because Brittany is the oldest. Yes. <laughs> she's our baby, but she's technically the oldest. Um, And so Michelle's just kind of someone who's been around for oh, about a decade now, and yeah. just one of the most interesting, fascinating, people-oriented um, women that I've ever met. She can make a friend out of a brick wall. Absolutely, <laughs> and we get to hear more about how she's turned her love of people and her extroversion and her just skills that just, you know, navigating, you know, life and just some of the other experiences that we've had over the course of like our friendship and how she's turned that into her career and how, if it's something that, you know, sounds like, if it sounds like you, if you have stuff in common with Michelle and it might be a good fit for you also. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we're just here to help everyone succeed, be happy and learn. Get that money. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Support yourself. So enjoy listening to our interview with Michelle. I know it was a great um, experience to record. It was. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Michelle, so much for joining us today. Oh, yeah. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> She's got a really fun look on her face, guys. You know, you can't see it. Uh, but yeah, Michelle's going to give us a pretty good idea of what it takes to be in property management. Um, I know that, you know, we've all probably rented at some point in our lives, maybe not, but a lot of people have rented. But what does that mean? What does that look like? What goes into running a property and, you know, making it a good place for people to live? Um, and Michelle's going to do a good job of giving us, you know, some insight into how she got where she is and what she's doing. Yeah. So, Michelle, did you want to be a property manager when you were a little kid? Uh, no. I <laughs> definitely fell into it by happy accident and then just found it was a place that I fit really well. So, it was not something that I planned or even realized was really a job out there until I was renting um, and thought it seemed like a good job, like a really nice office place that also combines customer service. Like, it was... Uh, yeah, a happy coincidence that I landed in it, but it seems to be the right fit. Awesome. So we have moved inside. Sorry for everyone listening for the <laughs> weed whacker sounds. Um, not sorry for the bird sounds. But Michelle was just telling us about kind of all the soft skills that she uses for her current job. How did you develop those soft skills? Uh, so I started in hospitality. I was in tourism. So I worked at a really large tourist attraction. Um, so the part I liked about that was the customer interaction, but it was very brief. You were with customers for probably a five to 10 minute interval. Um, so it was a very quick, like first reaction type of thing, but okay. I wanted to change my customer service experience into longevity. Um, so apartments really give you that because they're going to be with you for a year, two years, five years. Um, so you can really actually develop relationships. Oh, so that's really, that's really awesome. I never thought about it like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
because the great part about being in tourism was the like, hi, welcome, it's so great to see you, but there's no substance behind it. Um, so getting to actually interact with people, solve their problems was something that I liked and I thought I excelled at. So having an apartment really gives you that opportunity. Um, it does take a lot more attention to detail. Mm -hmm. um, it does take a lot more work and a lot more effort and probably a good amount of just hands-on experience. Do you okay. feel like um, being on the other side of Rush trying to recruit people into your sorority helped you with this? Oh, 100%. Yeah, um, it absolutely did. With getting to know questions and just how to interact with people that can get to the root of the problem. Um, oh, yeah, that's a huge part. If you can't know what the problem is and, like, what the root of it is, how are you ever going to solve it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because a lot of people will come at you really angry. Well, sure. Um, Been there. <laughs> yeah. And then I think, I don't know if it came from... Um, in sorority life, um, or if it was in tourism, but de-escalation is either a talent, it can be trained, but being able to take a really angry person or a very drunk person, or like, <laughs> you know, people who are just Stop. in that altered state. They don't come at you drunk, do they? No. Well, <laughs> sometimes. The oh my gosh. I'm at now more so. If you have a younger clientele, you're just going to deal with it. So wow. like, it's going to be. And I mean, it's really a part of every. But that, that does property. make sense. But if you're you know? able to, to de-escalate a drunk person well in college or in high school or whatever, you can do really well with apartment management. Because oh they're going to come at you in an emotional state. And, and that's kind of a variation yeah. of a drunk person. Yeah, and you're really, when you are, like, really angry about something, especially if it affects you on some sort of, like, really personal level. Like, Which so your, your home, home Your safe does. space. It yeah. does. Like, it really does yeah. kind of put you in, like, that like mentality where like reason does not exist here <laughs> yeah. yep so yeah and then uh there's a, a good amount of paperwork that makes uh, up 80 percent of my job okay um, good to, is good a to contract know. management it's a lease which nowadays a lease is going to be 40 to 75 pages long oh my god not the little leases that why you are they so long now you write in every possible contingency and i mean you give yourself a good amount of loopholes for like everything <laughs> COVID. So, yeah kind of like that's now an addendum is arbitration agreements oh my gosh um, for most lease contracts so oh, man. but you got to read it once maybe you got to read it three times or whatever and it's always there it's the same one with every single person but you just have to enforce it so you're kind of the principal as well. So what if somebody wants to rent from you, but they don't want to agree to all of those conditions? Do they just have to go live somewhere else? Exactly. Okay. Yep. You don't get <laughs> an right. option. Huh. Because this is your property. These are the rules to live here. So, okay. so if they don't want to abide by the rules, they're not going to live here. So, <laughs> so in, have you ever had to evict people? Yes. Normally that's going to come from a non-payment issue. Mm -hmm. Um, but you can evict for criminal activity, which that can mean just the cops have been called to your house and they're just bringing crime and things into your community. So that'd probably be the next most common one. Threats of physical harm, threats of property damage, that'd be your next. A lot of people um, will get a notice of like, you're going to comply with this or you're going to leave. And then that can start a conversation of, well, maybe I should leave. Oh. And then most property managers will say, yep, <laughs> like, <laughs> sounds great to us. Let's break this contract. Here's our agreement about it. You're not going to 
sue us for anything. We're not going to sue you for these things. And it's a negotiation at that point. So you mostly don't evict people. You just say, like, these are some issues. Um, If you wanted to leave, we would let you out of your contract. Yeah, we try not to. um, Because in the long run, we are all competing for the same pools of people. So if an eviction is on your record, you're not going to be able to rent anywhere for the next seven to ten years. Um, Collections can get paid off. And some communities, the higher-end ones, if there is collections found on your credit history, will not let you live there. But if you go into your 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 tier two, your tier three, they will, um, and hope that you don't collect debt at their property. But, yeah. Um, yeah. It just depends on where you are. Well, it's really. I didn't know that about evictions. I didn't know it stayed on a record. I know that was a record. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, which also collection just will stay on your record for seven years. So if you were ooh. able to get yourself huh. living with a parent. You know, staying with family members or even buying a house with COVID, that's become a real thing that people stopped paying their rent and saved up enough for a down payment and bought a house. Wow. So the collections that they have sitting on their record now, if they wait seven years, it'll fall off their credit history. That's not that bad. I mean, nope. If people were smart about it, they actually could really profit from COVID. Really? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So those aren't your favorite people because it really causes problems for the owners of the property like they have a mortgage too right but it's yeah it's possible the property that you manage is it like like a an apartment complex or is it like individual houses mine is an apartment complex that's where i've had my experience um so they have different classifications for properties you have garden styles which are going to be your walk-ups they're going to be different so buildings cute. <laughs> it does sound super cute they're going to have better landscaping because it's just going to be a larger the property garden. the footprint of your property is going to be bigger okay um so my last property was 26 buildings um and so that was garden style there was multiple buildings everything spread out there was only 228 units inside that okay so it was like i think four acres was the property so it's pretty it's spread pretty out lots of yeah. trees lots of grass um oh. so then you go into your mid-rise which would have like five floors or less um okay. so might not have an elevator um but probably will and then you have your high rises which is where i work now i work in eight story buildings with four of them there Ooh! wow so do you have a preference for the type of building or the type of property? I have a preference for the type of clientele. Um, I <laughs> okay. do. I like blue collar. Okay. They're good people. They're reasonable. Um, they've probably worked in the customer service aspect, so tend to understand when things are out of your control or you're following policy and rules that were placed above you. Your yeah. white collar or your like your grad cats. students or like you know like. They don't have much empathy for it. Um, They are spending a lot of money, so they just put a lot of emphasis on, I'm spending this. Like, I should be getting this. Right. But that's not really how it works. Um, Yeah, I mean, if something is out of your control, it doesn't matter how much um, the person is paying. Like, it's still not something that can be in control. Yeah. So you'll find that at any customer service job, Mm -hmm. Um, which isn't fun, but... At least for property management and fair housing law, there are so many rules and so many laws that um, they're going to have for you that it's pretty easy to say, this is the rule, and I'm not budging on it. I can't. The fair housing law, I'm going to treat you the way I'm going to treat Bob, that I'm going (laughs) to treat Fred, and I'm going to treat Ginny, like... Everybody gets the same rule. That's kind of nice. That (laughs) does. It gives you a lot of freedom. And, like, when you're telling somebody no, I'm not telling you no. 
government is. <laughs> Have you ever been scared of people at your job? Uh, Seattle had a good amount of transients. So just okay. homeless people that you, you know, when people don't stick to your norms of society, there's a little bit of question of like, what is this person going to do? Why are they here? What kind of trouble are they going to cause while they're here? So you'd find people like sleeping on the sidewalks um, or like they'd go into the bathroom to use drugs or things like that. So those... At your property? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think you just have to call the police, like knock on the door and say like, hey, this is not the place to be. If you're not going to leave, I'm calling the police. Um, and then, of course, there are people who are having fights in their homes, and you get calls from their neighbors that they're, you know, being really loud or something's about to happen, mm-hmm. and you have to be the one to go knock on the door. Oh, like, yeah. You're being too loud right now. or So you are sometimes breaking up arguments or, or whatever. But then there's always the option of call the police. Like, Yeah. And, and you can just do that instead. There's nothing that says you have to go intervene, but most of the time I'll just go. Because you have those de-escalation skills. Yeah. <laughs> also, people, um, whenever they have somebody watching them, they tend to change their behavior. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, and, again, going back to the paperwork of it, it's a lot easier to evict someone when you have the details. Oh. Yeah. Oh, firsthand, yeah. Firsthand. I'm sure. Yeah. But, I mean, also, too. Getting neighbors to speak up and say, this is what happened in that home, a lot of people don't want to do it. Or they don't want to talk to the police. Yeah. Or that. <laughs> so, uh, you're going to be talking to the police anyway. So why not go and hear what's going on, see what's going on, and have them curse and yell at you. So you it's have. also, you know, just in general, I think probably good to know what's going on with your residents because oh yeah, absolutely. What, if if there's something that is like being brought to your attention, there's probably a lot of stuff that's not being brought to your attention. Yeah, but you so know, a good amount of like in. wanting to be nosy is really helpful. <laughs> like just kind of wanting to know what's going on here. Like, why is everybody not renewing on this floor? Or, like, why is, you know, this person complaining about something, but nobody else in the building has complained about it? Hmm. Yeah. So, a good amount of sleuthing (laughs) is is a good trait to have as well, I guess. What kind of hours do you pull at your job? Uh, Nine to six, consistently. Um, Weekends will be shorter hours. Um, So, if you're the leasing professional, you'll be working weekends. Um, Then with days off during the week which can be nice too weekends are quieter and upper management doesn't work those days so yeah even more freedom community manager is not going to be there normally you're the only person there so if you want to just if it's quiet the phones aren't ringing just sit and read a kindle it's really nice okay Um, yeah but then you're working during the weeks you might be running reports you could have owners or upper management come and visit um so once you're an assistant manager or community manager your monday through friday um and then of course you get holidays off vacations pretty good we get um before your first three years you get 80 hours of vacation so two weeks and then lots of paid holidays personal days floating holidays after three years, you go up to 120 hours of vacation, and then I think after five years, you go up to five weeks of vacation. So, it's a pretty good paid time off. Back up a sec. What's a floating holiday? Um, so, <laughs> we get eight holidays, but say you are in a different religion, or you know, you're, uh-huh. you want Black Friday off, but Thanksgiving <laughs> is the day that you're given off, you have two additional days that really they're just vacation. Okay. But, 
um, they're called a floating holiday. Yeah. Brittany learned this weekend, actually, that not everybody gets every single holiday off. Well, like, I knew from working in service industry that, like, <laughs> some people just have to work during holidays, and mm-hmm. that was expected. I've worked so many Christmases, but I had no idea that Caroline wouldn't be getting Veterans Day off. I just thought that's a federal holiday. Oh, yeah. Most jobs will probably have that off. I had no idea. Yeah, no, we didn't get that one off either. What? No, we definitely are not getting no. that off. Wow. We get, we get the big ones. So we get Christmas, New Year's Day, um, Memorial Day. We get Easter, uh, 4th of July, mm-hmm. Labor Day, and then Thanksgiving, I think, are Whoa. our days. And then you get two extras. Yeah. And then also, they're they're private companies, so they're able to kind of mandate, like, if they, well, yeah, whatever they want. So, like, this year, we got the 4th of July off, but we also just randomly got another day to make that an extra long weekend, just because, <laughs> like, our CEO was like, you know what? You guys are working hard. Take a day off. <laughs> so, yeah. you know. Which, with apartment management or property management... That doesn't happen. <laughs> there will be no extra days off. Maybe a half day. Maybe. Um, but because it's somebody's house, having extended time off for uh, the office, maybe not as much. But for maintenance, that becomes a really annoying problem to fix when you come back. Because oh. there's lots of work orders, just daily cleanup that happens on the property. Didn't happen for multiple days or even just a day. can really set you behind and make your next week too stressful. So they don't do that very often. Gotcha. I mean, that makes sense. I wouldn't think that an apartment complex or something would get super dirty over a couple of days, but then I probably haven't just realized that, hey, no staff were around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, if you have like every resident, you know, taking out a bag of trash or something during the day. Oh, yeah. 280 or so. Yeah. Um, that add up. up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. But I really like my job. Highly recommend it. Cool. So, awesome. If you get the opportunity, it can have its stress points like any job. They're paying you to be there, so it's not going to be great all the time. But for the most part, I would say it's a really nice place to work. Awesome. What's your um, like work-life balance like? Do you have to just wait for holidays, or do you feel like at the end of each day you can leave it at work? Oh, absolutely. Leave it at work. <laughs> That's um, Some people choose to take more of it home, so I've now worked with people who, you know, they hook it up to their phone or things like that, but... I am an hourly employee, and outside of those hours, I will not be working unless you want to pay me for them. Yeah. So I would never hook up the emails to my phone. That's a, that is your choice if you are choosing to do it, which, mm-hmm. you know, it could better prepare you for what you're going into for the next day, but there are going to be problems that hit you outside your hours, and now you've said that you're going to respond. Yeah, or so if you're in upper I, management, I guess, like, yeah, somebody's so got to take you're it, but you're also manager, paid more. Or yeah. hire your salaried employees. Okay. So you are paid the same amount. So, but with an under, you're paid significantly more, but with the understanding that you're going to work outside of hours. Yeah. So um, you know what you're getting into when you accept that position. Yeah, you do. Um, so, again, is that something just, you would be interested in doing? That's probably where my career is going to end. Uh, you could go higher and become um, like a regional manager, a director, or, you know go higher up within all of this uh but being a community manager sounds like a really good spot you get a really good salary um you get all the same benefits there's a little bit less expectation a little bit less owner interaction and you just get to um learn your property and know it and own it and 
Sure, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's where I'll be. I don't know if it'll be, like, a really high end or if I'd go for something smaller. But, yeah, that is where I think I'm going to end up. <laughs> There's a dog brawl breaking out right now. <laughs> Daisy. <laughs> Some fun fun dogs. Uh, they're having, they're, they're enjoying it as play fighting. So I know you switched properties this time because you moved across the country. But is it pretty typical for hey. people, for property managers to switch down. between different properties or... Do people tend to stay with the same property or company for a long time? Uh, most people will switch. The opportunity generally just comes available at other communities, but there is a lot of value in having having a person who knows your property and who has been there for a while. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. just somebody who's been there for three years is infinitely more valuable. So you just have to have a manager who will make that case because you do want to get a raise every year and you do want cost of living increases are a joke. I I mean, anywhere you go, they're going to be like, this is how much you deserve. Um, and it's never actually representative of what a cost of living increase is. Hmm. So if you have never actually gotten one of those, yeah, I was supposed to last year and then COVID came back and they were like, Oh no, just kidding. (laughs) Yeah. So now most of the time you can go to a new property, maybe, something that's the same like classiness like the same size and they'll just have a higher pay rate so yeah you'll just jump around and there's a lot of value in going to different properties having that different Mm -hmm. wealth of knowledge so yeah yeah and i take the opportunity that's in front of you and i would imagine that it's probably a similar type of job where you only have so many like management positions available so like you basically have to wait until one of those open up or if you want to do a management position, you have to go to another property. Yeah. Like, Which right now is a great time to enter property management because so many apartment complexes are getting built. Oh, uh, like, yeah. yeah. So many are. There are older communities. And I mean, this is across the world that there are. Like, the housing market is booming. The apartment business is also booming. Hmm. Like, in a lot of smaller cities after COVID, um, a lot of people are leaving big cities. So the the smaller towns like us, like um, even a lot of our friends who are living closer to downtown Seattle got the opportunity to work remotely. So why would you stay in the very expensive downtown area? Right. Why not move to the suburbs? Why not move past the suburbs? Yeah. So um, there are a lot, a lot of communities opening. So if you get a job in one and you get six to eight months experience, it wouldn't be hard to then move up to the next level. How would your job work remotely? Just answering emails and complaints? and Yep. Uh, it's possible. Um, I've heard of people doing, like, the entry level, the leasing professional remotely. But m- most people want to smell their home. You know, like, you can look at a video. <laughs> That's a great like, point. It's, it's, the aesthetics of being in the building and seeing it for yourself. I, I guess also people who like look at a model and stuff too. I don't mm. find model homes to be very representative. Oh no, no. So if this is I like have the, the absolute epitome of like what it could look like. Yeah, and they've almost never been lived in. Most model homes are selected when the property is built, so it was there. No, there is no wear and tear. Mm, like, yeah, it has no nothing. So, like, I, if I have the option of touring somebody through the home they could rent or through the model home, mm-hmm. I'll always go with the home they could be renting. Yes. It will result in a lower rental rate because a real home is normally, it has dings, it has 
you know. Yeah, unless it's brand new, it's going to have signs that it's been lived in. Right, could be facing to the north, so you have less natural light in the space. Like, there's a lot of factors that go into it, so. Yeah, um, and maybe you like that. Maybe you're somebody who likes to live in a cave. I know that I like to turn my bedroom into a cave. And so, like, not getting natural light in the morning would be a positive. So you're saying showing them the actual place that they would be living results in a lower... Complaint rate. Oh, complaint. Okay, I thought mm-hmm. you were saying lower rate of people actually renting, and well, I was like, definitely That's... true. Well, wow, yeah, but, definitely um, true. Um, it, it, it might but... be the lower rate of people actually renting, but the people are happier, and so therefore, less, I hope so. Less work. <laughs> yeah, they saw what they were getting. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. with people moving out and out and out from these big cities, um, and is there going to be like an increase in like renting rates, like oh yeah, amount of rent? Oh yeah, absolutely. They're, they're all going up, going up, going up. The property I work at now, when I started in May, for a one-bedroom, I think it was $9.85. Um, for a two-bedroom, was like $12.05. Mm-hmm. My one-bedroom is $15.55 Ooh, now. That's a big increase. Yeah, and the two-bedroom is $18.65, with some of them being over 2000 And this is Columbia, where the minimum wage is $7.50 an hour. And you said yeah. this property mm-hmm. is, is this, this property is more, end. oh, okay. This is okay. a very high-end community, but I mean, this is one of seven or eight that are at the same price point. How full are they? Uh, 98% least. Wow. Yeah. So a lot of them are coming with their parents' money. Okay. So a lot of grad students. <sighs> but it, but yeah, it's, it's expensive. I mean, it was no different back in Seattle. Like it was the same that rents were increasing rents were increasing um and you do price people out that's overwhelming kind of mm-hmm. yeah like i mean mm-hmm. it, i didn't yeah. think that it was gonna be that significant mm-hmm. yeah which it's all based on supply and demand so mm-hmm. if you have more people looking to rent your I prices mean, are gonna go up you I mean, can't yeah. really fault the owner at being like well if we put it at this price will someone rent it because once you right, can, that's the way that capitalism works. Like, <laughs> every property is budgeted at a certain amount of occupancy. Mm. So your managers mm-hmm. are going to try and hit it at this. And anytime you go past it, the owners are just going to be like, how far can we push it? Yeah. And sometimes you'll have weeks with nothing because they put it at such a high price point. But then sometimes people will rent one. And then that means, you know, down the line, if we're going to do like, oh, a month free... Yeah. doesn't matter. This person's paying so much. <laughs> wow. That is um, something that we studied when I was studying revenue management was like how value is assigned. And so revenue management is part of hospitality. It's where, you know, pricing for like concert tickets, room rates for hotels, like that's where all of that stuff comes from. And the idea is you actually do start high and then you start working your way down to see when people start biting. Hmm. And like what that's like the top of like your window of like what people view as a reasonable amount to spend for this particular value. Mm-hmm. So yep. yeah. But just yeah, it is crazy. Like we put the price there, but you selected it. That, yeah. So like it's people, actually being chosen by the people that this is a reasonable. Uh, a lot of people don't understand that like companies actually don't have any control over value. Um, the value is not assigned by the company, price is assigned by company but value is assigned by the consumer. Mm. And so value is like the amount people are willing to spend. And if like people are willing to spend it, that's like what you can get for it. 
It kind of reminds me of that like meme or video where the guy is just sitting on his front porch and shooting into the sky because he wants to keep the tax rates lower. Because <laughs> 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 like. I, I, it must have been a video I watched, but the neighborhood looks super nice. It looks clean. And he, just goes and he just shoots in the air so that people are scared to live there and the rent stays lower. That would work. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. That's so shooting really cool. people remember. Yeah. Yeah, that's something that doesn't go away and you find it whenever you look up that community. Please, nobody do so, that. No. no, not a good idea. This is not advice. Mm-mm. And also, I guess, would work the opposite direction of if you're, like, a homeowner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Property value go down. Yeah. Please, nobody shoot. <laughs> exactly. That's all. Well, and those bullets do come down. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, true. You could accidentally kill someone. Oh, like, if you don't yeah. know exactly, which could be yourself if you shoot directly up. People would definitely remember that. Oh, yeah. That would be a Darwin Award all day long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, another thing, too, is depending on the type of bullets that you have, like, if they're, like like hollow or whatever um it, some of them can go through like walls and stuff and so even if you're like oh shooting and you're like oh well, it's just gonna get stopped by the wall not necessarily <laughs> what's on the other side of that wall so do you live in the property you work at i did we don't anymore but um yeah and it was very helpful cool. um, most communities will really incentivize having an employee live on site sometimes you're not gonna have it um but a lot happens outside of the hours of nine and six. Right. So just being able to, like, witness it yourself, like you might be able to catch a sprinkler that just shoots water up, like, <laughs> like a water pressure problem. Like it can really help you catch a lot of problems early. Do people respect your boundaries after work hours, or or did they? Um, it's up to you to set them. Because if somebody's True. gonna come up to you and say, "I want to talk about blah blah blah." You can say, I will be ready for you at 9 a.m. tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. I bet um, people will try and push this as much as you let them. Yeah. Yeah, They will. So I definitely didn't use a lot of the amenities. Like, I was uncomfortable going to the pool and the hot tub. So I was like, I don't really want to interact with a client in a swimsuit. Right. (laughs) That was uncomfortable for me. But that was myself putting it on. Right. I, I could have made myself comfortable with it and it wouldn't have been weird. Um, but like going to the gym and things like you just put your headphones in and like, I don't even see you. Um, and so were you able to get like a discount or something living there? Oh yeah. Um, so we got a 25% discount, but some do more. We have a police officer now is the person who lives on site at the community I work at. He's our courtesy officer. Mm -hmm. So like after hours you can call him. Good to know. Um, his rent is cut by at least a third if not wow yeah so he's getting a real good discount so okay yes it just depends how bad they want it <laughs> and that's set by your owners that's not by your office okay what's the pay range for a property manager like you and could you tell us what you mean no, 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 no. depends on the size of the community um but it could range from and where that community is in seattle if you were earning less than 65 a year you don't know what you're like you just didn't negotiate it okay um, you should be earning more than that and, and then really nice communities you could be earning six figures for sure wow um as, as some properties are really really big um so yeah it just depends i think for something around here like 45 55 is probably where a lot of them sit okay but just- it's a negotiation for context we're in the south of the u.s so the the living cost of living is lower than a lot of other parts of the country. Yeah, and communities are just smaller here. 
you don't see a lot of properties that are 500 plus units. We have a lot of owners here. Like, I think that this probably has a lot to do with, like, yeah. the type of people who live. Like, are they more owners or are they more, like, renters? And so... Yeah. Yeah, the um, owners here, they do seem a lot smaller than in all of the communities I worked or part-timed or even just helped fill up a spot over in Seattle, a lot of their owners were Beverly Hills or like, you oh. know, they owned communities up and down and across the country. Okay. So like whenever I had to mail a check that I couldn't get to run in my check scanner, we mailed it to a bank in Beverly Hills. Wow. But this property I work at now just owns an estate. Hmm. Okay. So I, I think he still has a pretty good portfolio, but nothing compared to what that side was. Right. So, bigger property, more money. All right. So, this job sounds super cool. It sounds like if you're a people person, it is for you. If you're good at, like, kind of telling people to chill out in, like, the nice way, it sounds then, like it'd be a good match. It also sounds like you can do it anywhere. Like, it's not something yeah. that you have to be in a particular area in order to do. Yeah, so. that's absolutely true. There, It is really easy. I work for a very, very large company. In property management, so transferring and keeping my benefits, that's how we moved across the country. Yeah. Um, so that was in, super valuable. Like, I'm absolutely in love with that part of it. But yeah, going from one property management company to another one, the skills that you have translate very easily. There's only probably five different management softwares on the market. So, okay, that's nice. So you're familiar <laughs> with that's set by your owner so even within company you could go from one to the other to the other they all do the same thing like somebody clicks on Zillow it sends you the message you have your pre-drafted response basically that then you just plug in like hi Brittany hi Fred hi I see you're interested (laughs) in a three bedroom that's great here's what I have like you just really it's very very easy. Like, <laughs> it's really not hard. The people aspect is the part that's probably the hardest of the day. So, like, if you are good with people, if you are good in a customer service aspect, but you like to stop, you know, being a waitress, mm-hmm. you want to get off your feet. Like, you just, mm-hmm. I sit in a chair all day long, except for the times <laughs> I go on tours, which is nice to get up and walk around yeah, and get yeah. outside and, like, have a little interaction. I love my job. <laughs> I mean, great. I guess, too, if you, like, wanted to just, like, get up and, like, go for a walk or something, it'd be like, oh. I'm this... walking the property. Yeah. You're supposed to you're do working. that every day. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you're supposed yeah. to, you know, walk around every, at the top of, like, every hour yeah. or something. You're like, okay, yeah. now's a great time for me to go make sure Absolutely. the sprinklers are going right. <laughs> right. Got to make sure nobody has a Confederate flag hanging off of their balcony or, you know, like. Yeah, nobody's, there are no those... problems. Everything's. Going mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. So given that we live in the South and a lot of people do co-sign Confederate flags, what other things are kind of like against the rules to display on like the outside yeah. of your... I mean, public? I mentioned it earlier, but these contracts are getting really, really long. They stipulate <laughs> everything. So it's not going to say you can't have a Confederate flag. It's just going to say flags. Okay. So, so I, even like not an even American a pride. flag. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, until somebody complains about it, normally we don't care. Okay. It's if you're causing a problem. Gotcha. That we're going to have mm-hmm. it written up so that we can stop you if you're <laughs> causing a problem. Whether we agree with it or not. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's better to just... There are certain things that you know, like, before it even happens. But like, mm, people are not going to like that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Someone's going to have a problem with this. Yeah. There's a lot of that, of deciding to pick your battles. Mm. But. What are the minimum on-paper requirements 
like, if you saw this job posted, you would be like, oh, I can do this. Uh, I mean, GED okay. is going to be a requirement. Okay. But beyond that, not a lot. Um, you could definitely come into it without a college degree. Really working your way up and having the experience is going to be the most valuable is in the ever, property management aspect. Is it ever going to get to a point where, let's say, you have someone who does come in, they don't have a college degree, and they're working their way up. Are they going to hit a ceiling, or is this a type of industry where they're able to kind of keep going? Yeah, I don't think the degree would cap them out or awesome. not. Um, my yeah, manager right now uh, does not have a college degree. Um, okay. I think she is headed for a regional director or whatever she decides. Personally, I think she should go the asset manager route and work for one of the owners and mm-hmm. then just keep properties in line and be meeting those sale rental goals, things like that. But, I mean, yeah, I don't think it would stop you at all. Okay, okay. that's so good to hear because that's not true about a lot of industries. Yeah. So, yeah. so I mean, maybe, but I think the wealth of knowledge coming from working on a property, working on multiple properties, yeah. that'd probably be, if you are really trying to push and go higher, that'd be when you want to go and work in multiple different kinds of properties. Okay. Without the degree. So, like, so it's something can, that you could do either way, but if you're someone who is just unable to go to college for oh, yeah. whatever reason, mm-hmm. this is something that, you know, could be... Easy. Easy peasy. I would all, like, if somebody comes in with a degree and thinks that they, like, know everything and they can handle <laughs> it, I really dislike them. <laughs> but you have a degree, too, so I it's do. not, like, it, a prejudice I, against that. <laughs> no, it does, It did not in any way prepare me for this. Oh, one. yeah. It, just doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't teach you the better the part of you college was the sorority. Like, like, <laughs> that, that is more what prepared me for my job. The people skills. And the people skills. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, some basic computer skills to send an email and whatnot. Yeah. Some, you could probably learn, like, yeah. on-site... Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Video <laughs> tutorials of everything. So, you, yeah, when you start, you're going to have a full week to two weeks of just sitting on a computer and learning policy, watching the videos, watching the how-tos, mm-hmm. and then you'll probably have another two weeks of somebody sitting there next to you. Cool. And so it, it's pretty good. Okay. They'll walk you through. Can you yeah. have a criminal record and do this? Ooh. Um, that's a tough one. Honestly, I don't know. Um they definitely do criminal backgrounds when you apply and they do a drug mm-hmm. screening. Uh, that'd be really tough because at the properties, mostly you cannot have a, a record to live there. So oh. I don't know yeah. if they would. I, anything that is property related, absolutely not. If there's any kind of like robbery or theft in your background, yeah, you're gonna have access to everyone's homes and everyone's personal information. Yeah, probably not. So Keys to their I would, house. I would <laughs> think not, but I guess it really would depend. Yeah, like maybe if you got into trouble, like doing something stupid, like ten years ago, or they. I don't, I don't think background checks can go back that far. Like, background checks, there's so many things that you can legally get in trouble for. So, like, you probably, well, can you be a sex offender if you just disclose that? I mean, you're probably not going to get a lot of tenants, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't know if that one would be. Hey, I peed in my front yard, and it was next to a school bus stop. I'm a sex offender now. <laughs> I don't know if that's how that works. I don't know. <laughs> well, and, like, for the maps of those things, it's your home. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't be your job. Mm-hmm. I would say you would get ruled out, though. <laughs> I would think that that would be one that they're just like, nope, sorry. Okay. Seems like a great person, but wander on. <laughs> okay, so there's no, like, specific hard and fast rules of, like, absolutely not no criminals need apply. Yeah, and I think it depends on the type of property, too. Okay. 
So, high end. Something to know about. Maybe something smaller. Sure. Was the interview process um, something in which you could show off your personal skills a lot? Where you could maybe, like, explain yourself? Or do they just look at paper at first and rule out a lot like that? I don't know. Yeah, they definitely do that. I got my foot in the door with a part-time position. Okay. Um, And then the part-time, I was getting near the end of my uh, trial period and then you're eligible for transfer and I told my boss at that point I was like hey I really like this industry and I am going to transfer because I need something full time and I need benefits and they turned my position into full time to keep <gasps> oh, it cool. yeah. so and then that property had an assistant manager position open and I took that and okay. I got really lucky with the property but yeah um I always see these roles open. They're always there. I was about to so, ask, what's the turnover rate right? As if you're willing to start at the bottom and go up, it's endless. There are okay. so, so many of these positions cool. in every single city, everywhere. So much opportunity. So, yeah. there There's a lot of them, and getting a good person can be hard. So, yeah, sure. Once Somebody you're there, dependable and trustworthy. And it seems like, from what I've experienced, everybody knows everybody in this industry. Like... <laughs> This community manager knows that one. Like, you is that know just like in like the local regional there. areas, or just like? Yeah, as you climb higher, like you're gonna know everybody and everywhere. Like, so if you wanted to become a director or vice president, mm-hmm. like you're gonna obviously know the person who's on your west coast counterparts, uh-huh. and you're yeah. gonna know everybody at every other community, like or different property management company, because you trade and, and move and sure, like, like that's pretty common that you take the opportunity where it is. So if it's not at your company, but you want to move, you want to move up, mm-hmm. go get the experience there, and then come back if you really like this. And it's not seen as like you betrayed us. You yeah, left. is there any like blacklisting for doing that? No, no. I mean, you can be a jerk about how you leave. Sure. Okay. Then, yeah. Yeah. You would. But, <laughs> but if you do it respectfully, yeah, then it's not going to so, cause any issues for you yeah. in the future. Like, don't give your two weeks notice and put in for two weeks of vacation. Like, that's not helping where you're leaving, like, cover for you. Yeah. But really, a two weeks notice, which is what is standard, in no way helps you get a new person in the door. That's not enough time (laughs) at all. I mean, you put the... I think that's probably true, like, everywhere for the most part. (laughs) Absolutely. Like, they're going to be down a man for a while. But, yeah. Yeah. Do what's expected. Mm -hmm. Keep working while you're there. And, yeah. Every, I mean, if you have a good relationship, that's not going to end. Okay. So, yeah. Are there any committees or organizations that, like, specific to property management that you all can belong to and learn more methods or, like, continuing ed or thing like that? Oh, there absolutely are. Um, are you in any? Um, I think you're just kind of grandfathered in if you work in one. Okay. If you work in an apartment. So there's, like, the Apartment Association of Greater City that we're in. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then there was absolutely one... It was WUMFA in Seattle, the Multi-Housing Family Association. There was, And all of those will curate and create different trainings, which can be very helpful in interpreting um, state and city laws, especially with cool. uh, COVID. There was a yeah. lot of policy coming out, and you just need a lawyer to look at it and then speak at you. So they oh, yeah. hold these like webinars that you just sign up, and it's four hours long or whatever, and they're just going through the nuance of everything. You can type in questions, and it's... Oh, that's so helpful, especially when you are in a situation like we've been in the last, like, Mm -hmm. almost two years where things have changed so much. Oh, yeah. And a lot of them do break off into, like, oh, you're in the southeast, like, here is a forum where everybody can just ask questions of that, like, knowledgeable person or 
somebody who does like Section 8 housing vouchers and you can just kind of ask about what you're seeing and you know there will be 40 other community managers on there with you and they're going to ask this you know same things you might be able to just if the lawyer doesn't know mm -hmm. share what you've done at your property and building that network yeah yeah so no it's really great cool any swanky events that also come as a benefit over on the east coast of the country it really seems like there's a lot of swanky um, on the west <laughs> okay. coast it really went down to your owners so oh. um not my community but one of my um friends communities flew all of their community assistant managers and community managers up to napa valley for a long weekend okay of lots of wine uh, apparently their <laughs> nice. owners owned the winery oh okay so, so it was just yeah okay but so probably a nice, <laughs> and, yeah. nice discount there oh yeah all so right. here it seems like there's a lot okay. so what i would like to know tell me some of your stories um, tell me some of the craziest things that you have experienced because I mean again you were coming into people's homes you were doing sure it's where they feel the most comfortable to be themselves exactly <laughs> they spend a lot of time in your properties uh yeah um uh I mean you know you're gonna walk into people's homes whether you put the notice on their door sometimes they're ready for you sometimes they're not so there's a lot of you know people are in the shower and they just walk on out. Oh, there. okay. Um, people having intercourse <laughs> in places that they should or they shouldn't. A lot of time there are cameras above <laughs> pools oh. and hot tubs. Um, those are fun conversations to have. Um, I mean, oh, yeah, I bet. Then, you know, people use substances and put them in altered states, and you're going to have to go talk about why did they threaten to kill this person and why oh that's less you know, fun that's not a even, bad neighbor move yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i mean there's there's a lot of bad there's good there's ridiculous and silly um some of it yeah i don't i mean like there's a good amount of domestic violence that you'll find as well oh, um that's unfortunate. and you you have to be somewhat the person who intervenes but it's nice to know that there's in some situations there are people that can kind of back up the the victims yeah. where it's like you're neutral um yeah. a lot of times if you end up in those situations like you don't even know down from up anymore and then you have like another person coming in and be like no no this is not cool yeah mm -hmm. i'm gonna help you out here yeah so i can't really think of like a very specific story did you have a favorite tenant um I really liked, um, there was a lady who had Alzheimer's at okay. my old community who, I mean, it was definitely getting worse and worse as, and you could see it changing, but she would come and sit at my desk every day, which could get, you know, you're trying to do your job and your job is to be <laughs> friendly and nice. Yeah. And so some people definitely take advantage of that and they're like, oh, we're, we're buddies. Like, I'm going to come see you every day. And she did. She would bring her coloring book and then she would tell me the story. It'd be the same story. Like, every day, or, like, you know, a few of them, but she was really nice, and sometimes she'd bring candy, or... Oh, yeah. But I now have another person who basically does the same thing and drives me nuts. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, it's hard. Don't do that. Like, it does annoy your property manager. Sometimes, like, she was just a very, very nice old lady, mm -hmm. um, has since passed away. But, um, so they, like, moved out because she needed to get a full-time, like... Yeah. assistant her mm -hmm. spouse could no longer be full care 
but they were really nice. I liked them. Um, there were some kids that used to live on my old property, um, and they just wanted some attention. So every day after school, they would come in and, you know, I'd make them hot cocoa Aww. and hot ciders, and we'd talk about their day, and they were just super cute and adorable. They and, probably felt so fancy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Aww. Put the candy cane in the hot chocolate. They were, what? See? Yeah, they were super cute. That extra mile, that great customer service. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, and, like communities like this like do you ever have like do you have more like I guess the term is like latchkey kids where they kind of like because (laughs) their parents know like okay well if something catches on fire like that's not gonna be a problem because like there are others around Mm -hmm. like just if something like crazy happens like there is somebody nearby that is responsible Mm -hmm. yeah we definitely do um and now I've thought of my favorite story um that group of kids that would come in it was um, two brothers, Max and Alex, and the first time I met them, they were playing airplane crash. It was oh. one of our sprinkler <laughs> heads was malfunctioning and wasn't popping up to spray, so it was just spraying under the ground, right? So giant mud pit. Oh, so no. they were jumping in the mud and they were rolling in the mud and they were absolutely <laughs> covered head to toe in dirt. And they, the younger one, Alex. I was on a tour, I think, or I was just out walking, and they were like, my mom is going to kill me. Can you please help me? So I was like, um, I think I had some Clorox wipes or something with me. I was like, I mean, you can try this, like, to just wipe off your hands right Buddy. now. But it's, they're, I mean, they're wiping their shoes arms off you walk and their inside. hair. They were so covered. Um, but yeah, they were using all of my Clorox wipes, and then after that, we were buddies. Um, but yeah, they were probably probably in that group of they had their key and came home and they'd stop by the office and check in and talk about their day or their new shoes or what this kid did on the bus and all important stuff when you're a kid (laughs) of course of course yeah so both the properties I've worked at haven't had a lot of kids um it Mm -hmm. just wasn't in the demographic area but they're super cute I like the ones that are there awesome um, is there anything else that you feel like a stranger to property management, someone who, you know, has only heard of the five jobs, artist, teacher, doctor, lawyer, mm-hmm. police, um, is there anything that you think they should know about your job and consider it? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, it's very flexible. So it is everywhere. So people who are wanting um, to possibly move, to go to new cities, to explore different parts of the country, um, it'd be a really good one. It'd be very easy to transfer from one place to the next. A lot of the communities and the management companies are very interlinked, and there are a lot of different sectors of it. So you could get really into the development side and be building new communities or doing lease-ups when a brand new property opens. Those are a special group of people and there is a lot of money because I, I guess I didn't mention it um, but a lot of your pay is commission based you get oh, money no, you, didn't. you get $150 at least for me at every single lease you bring in oh, okay so, what a nice incentive and every renewal you get that gets split across the property okay. so that goes to your maintenance team and to everybody else but um, there's a lot of extra money to be made and for a lease up that's an entire building empty so it's still $150 per lease. So those hey, people work at yeah. one property for six months. 
Um, those people tend um, to be the same group. Okay. That they're going to work here, and then they're going to the next building that's opening. Okay. And then they're, so they're, um, oh. they're transitioning a lot very quickly, but they make money. A lot, a lot of money. That's so. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd like to do that. <laughs> yeah. It's great. And you could go and do that and make, you know, thousands and thousands of dollars in three months. And then you could go to something quieter or there's a lot of versatility with it too, where yeah, I think some like it. industries really don't have that. No, like you there wanna... are a lot that are more static. Yeah. And, um, I also worked in a hotel for a little while. Um, and that was a big motivator for me. I hated having 24 hour availability. I think that's the worst thing possible um, yeah. for anyone to be put on a schedule where you're working a morning shift and then you're working an evening shift and then worse, you're working an overnight shift, I think just taxes your body way too much. So if you're doing that but hated it as much as I do, all of your skills would translate very quickly hmm. okay. into this. But you will have a nine to six. You'll never be asked to do overnights. <laughs> um I mean, that's good for planning, too. Like, how yeah. are you supposed to have any sort of social life or, like, mm-hmm. family or anything like that if you're having, working these weird hours? Yeah. And every property I've been at, they're very flexible. They really are very, like, understanding of that work-life balance and having kids. It's very welcoming to that. So, like, if you need to leave for two hours today to go pick up your kid from this or to go, you know... Uh, unexpected every job I guess will allow for emergencies mm-hmm. to some degree but I this industry like it's not that they welcome it but it's not a problem it's awesome. never thought of or brought up again okay, that it's cool. like oh I need to leave right now okay so like for <laughs> people who are new parents um what about like any sort of like almost like emergency child care like if you need to bring your new baby into work because maybe it has a fever and can't go to daycare or something. Like, is that... I don't think that would be a problem either. I've awesome. never seen it done because um, also sick pay is... We don't have, like, a collective PTO, right? So mm-hmm. you have your sick pay over here and then you have your vacation over here. And sick pay just accumulates extremely quickly. So okay. most of the people I know... And it's also donatable. Cool. From, um, oh, wow. So I knew in um, an old property somebody got cancer um, very mm. young woman actually had cervical cancer and found oh, it while she was pregnant so she oh, had wow. a new baby oh and oh. so th- there was a lot that was happening there and a lot yeah. of people donated i mean some people are sitting with hundreds of hours of i know pay. i am yeah like yeah if you're not using it it's just there and they were able to just donate it over oh cool. my god that's so. amazing that's like a its own little type of community mm-hmm. yeah and i mean uh like family medical leave like i i've of course come from Washington where there is a lot of it and a lot of like pay but they're very flexible so my manager had just had a baby so every other week he was off like he just worked with his regional manager um, and set a schedule that really worked for him and the new mom and for baby and then we're just flexible in like letting you know today I'm gonna work from home or today I'm gonna be in the office for half of the day or oh, what. and so he's so able was, to be more of like a hands-on parent so yeah. it kind of mixes up that yeah because normal like they also dichotomy. had a, a, yeah. to- a toddler so for mommy that. it was almost like just take care of this one yeah and I can have a baby <laughs> let's divide like, and conquer here <laughs> but yeah um, awesome so yeah I think it, it would be very very good industry for new families cool well, yeah well we're kind of we're reaching the end of our time here Michelle 
Um, do you have any final statements that you would like to share with the world about property management? Um, I know that you've covered a lot of ground. I know a lot I didn't renew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I guess, uh, just jump into it. Um, if it feels right, that's the job that you should have. I think in any position, if you are overstressed, you're in the wrong place. Oh, I love um, that. Especially if you mm-hmm. go home and you are worrying about your job, you can't cut it out you, of your, you know, like if you can't walk out the door and leave it, I don't think you're necessarily in the right industry. I mean, if you're excited about something, that's entirely different right. than yeah. stressing about it. Oh, yeah. Um, Absolutely. So this is the first industry I've found, which I've tried a good number of hospitality, customer service, different mm-hmm. roles that... I can walk out the door and I am focusing on my family or on my friends or, you know, what I'm going to do for my vacation times. Like, it's very easy to, to, um, forgetting the word right now. Switch. But, but yeah. Compartmentalize. Just, yeah. Compartmentalize. Just That's the word. Yeah. yeah. Just like unplug so, from work. Yeah. So. I love it. It's such I, a foreign yeah, concept exactly. to me. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> I literally woke up like four times last night thinking about work. So that, you saying yeah. that is such a. Yeah. It hits home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I've definitely, I'm lucky that that's not true for me now, but I've experienced that before. Right. And uh, in some parts, especially in American culture, you are expected that that's how it is. And right. Oh, yeah, you just have to, everybody tell you, you like, no, really just stick with it, it'll get better. Like, and it didn't. It's such an American <laughs> concept, uh, and it's really stupid. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. I don't know why people push themselves so hard for just their job. Like, when you leave it, it's not going to remember you. No. Like, true. You, but your family will. And most of the time, Your friends will. Too. Like, that is where your impact of your life is going to be. Yeah. So. And a lot yeah. of the time, too, like, it's not, it's not, like, I mean, I guess it's different if you're, like, in the medical industry, but most of the time, it's not life or death. Right. Like, yeah. it's, it's like, mm, that'll still be there yeah. tomorrow whenever I can take care of it. Well, and also, you have upper management, you have owners. If you are so stressed out that you are, like, not able to um, leave your work, you are understaffed. And that is entirely the fault of upper management. So if they want you to keep in and making them more money... Then they need to back you up. They do. And they need to get that extra person there to answer the phone or respond to the emails or whatever it is. That's such a healthy mentality. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yes. Love you, Michelle. Yay. Love you. Thank you for... This was really fun. It was nice talking about my dad in such a, like, context. Yeah. Now we're going to know better questions to ask you when we see you instead of, like, hey, how was work? And you say, good. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. All right. Thank you so much for listening to our episode with Michelle about property management. Yeah, we hope that you learned as much as we did and that you see just as much opportunity out there. And hopefully, if that sounds like something that would be a good fit for you, you have enough to go on to, you know, start maybe exploring that option for you. Yeah. And if you are a property manager and you have something to add that maybe we didn't cover or have a very different experience, feel free to write in to us at honey with three Y's. H-O-N-E-Y-Y-Y, I'm home podcast at gmail.com. And then if you also, if you have a cool job and you'd like to share about it with others, or if you want to be a member, if you want to be um, an interviewee on our podcast, just also write into that same email address. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. Until then, let's bring in the trees. Let's bring them in.